Hello, this is Anna from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 22nd of June. India today reported over 42,000 new coronavirus cases, taking its overall count of infections to over 2.99 crore. The death toll has increased by 1,167 and with this, the total fatality count now stands at 3.89 lakh. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. Niti Aayog Health member VK Paul said yesterday that Bharat Biotech had submitted the Phase 3 trial data for Covaxin to the Drug Controller General of India. He added that Covaxin follow-up studies should also be available in peer-reviewed journals soon. Covaxin was granted an emergency use authorization in January before the company had released phase 3 trial data for the vaccine. Meanwhile, as India returned to centralized procurement and distribution of COVID-19 vaccines, 82.70 lakh doses were administered on Monday. It's a daily record by far since the vaccination drive was launched on January 16. Under the government's new vaccination policy that came into effect yesterday, the centre will procure 75% of the vaccine stock from the open market and distribute it to states. These are to be administered free to everyone above age 18 at government vaccination centres. According to Hindustan Times, a rise in cases of the Delta Plus variant or AY.1 variant of the coronavirus has been detected in the states of Madhya Pradesh, Kerala and Maharashtra. Madhya Pradesh Health Minister Prabhuram Chaudhary told ANI that the state has recorded five cases of the Delta Plus variant. Four of them had received the vaccine and are healthy. One who hadn't has died. Delhi-based Lal Chandani Labs and Nalwa Labs in Haryana's Hisar district accused of conducting fake COVID-19 tests during the Kumbh Mela moved the Uttarakhand High Court yesterday seeking to quash an FIR against them. Last week, the police had booked both the labs, including Noida-based Max Corporate Services, for allegedly conducting one lakh fake rapid antigen tests during the Kumbh Mela in April. Max Corporate Services has already approached the High Court against the FIR. The Bombay High Court today directed the Maharashtra government and Mumbai's civic body, Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation, to form a policy on an SOS basis to avoid incidents of frauds or fake vaccination drives. West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee yesterday said that several corpses have floated to the state downstream river Ganga from Uttar Pradesh and polluted the waters. She said the decomposed bodies were spotted in the river in Malda district and the state government has performed the last rites of some of them. Previously, a number of corpses were found floating in the river in Uttar Pradesh and Bihar amid the raging second wave of the COVID-19. It had sparked a panic among local residents who depend on the Ganga for agriculture purposes and other basic needs. Globally, according to Johns Hopkins University, coronavirus has infected over 178.7 million people and killed more than 3.87 million since December 2019. The central government on Monday suggested amendments to the Consumer Protection E-Commerce Rules 2020, seeking suggestions on the proposed changes by 6th of July. 
According to Scroll, one of the amendments include a ban on fraudulent flash sales by e-commerce companies. In this regard, the Ministry of Consumer Affairs, Food and Public Distribution complained that some e-commerce entities were limiting consumer choice by indulging in back-to-back or flash sales. The ministry also proposed prohibiting mis-selling, in which entities sell goods or services by misrepresenting information. The proposed rule suggests the appointment of a chief compliance officer, a nodal officer, a resident grievance officer, and other officials to ensure compliance with the government's orders. Additionally, the companies would also need to register with the ministry's department for promotion of industry and internal trade. These rules would impact companies like Flipkart and Amazon. According to the News Minute, the changes come at a time when Amazon and Flipkart have challenged a Karnataka High Court order allowing the Competition Commission of India to look into the two companies over heavy pricing and discounting. The Mumbai police today named Republic TV editor Arnab Goswami as an accused in the TRP scam charge sheet. The supplementary charge sheet runs into nearly 1800 pages. Aside from Goswami, the charge sheet now names ARG outlier media executives Priya Mukherjee, Shivendu Mulelkar and Shiva Sundaram. It also names the former CEO of the TV ratings agency Bark, Partho Das Gupta, and former Republic TV CEO Vikas Kanchanandi. ARG Outlier Media runs Republic TV. The TRP scam was unearthed last year by the Mumbai police, who alleged that a few media houses were bribing some families in whose homes meters to measure TV ratings had been installed to tune into a particular channel, Republic TV among them. The police then filed an FIR on 6th of October and subsequently two charge sheets. In March this year, the Bombay High Court pulled up the Mumbai police for presenting evidence against Republic TV and Goswami despite three months investigating the case. Neither the channel nor its editor had not been named in the charge sheets then. The court also said Goswami should be given advance notice of three days if the police wanted to summon him or take coercive action. At News Laundry, we have reported extensively on the TRP scam, unearthing some crucial details. In January this year, Pratik and Ayush dug out the Arna Partho chats, which revealed apparent collusion between Republic TV and the ratings agency Bark, as well as between some sections of the media and the Modi government. The charts revealed that Das Gupta enabled Goswami's channel to access confidential TV viewership data and malign its competitors. They also showed Bark's lobbying efforts with ministers in the Narendra Modi government and possible suppression of complaints against the pro-government channel in the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting. The perpetrated charts also indicated that Goswami and Das Gupta met regularly shared jokes about politicians, calculated business interests after major political developments, berated the Times Group, and gossiped about several journalists such as Rajdeep Sardesai, Sagrika Ghosh, Arun Puri, Rajat Sharma, and many others. You can read their report on our website. It is titled, One Must Play Dirty. Chats show how Arnab Goswami plotted with Bart CEO. You can also check our other reports on the TRP scam and the perpetrated chats between Arnab Goswami and Partho Das Gupta. 
TRP scam, how Bark is shrouded in mystery over data rigging, is the headline of one of our reports. Another is titled, TRP scam, Bark's rating suspension has news channels worried, but not advertisers. Listeners, we are able to do stories such as these because we are powered by our subscribers. It is because of your belief in keeping the news free and independent from governments and private corporations that allows us to bring stories that matter to you. We not only bring you ground reports, but also media critiques, analysis, podcasts, webinars, and much more. Small organizations such as ours can only grow more if we have your support. So, if you believe that news should be served to you the way it is, without being tainted by government or corporate agenda, then contribute to our ad-free subscription-based model. Subscribe to News Laundry today by clicking the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of our website. Our subscription starts at Rs. 300 a month only. Justice Anirudh Bose of the Supreme Court has recused himself from hearing petitions in relation to the Narda bribery case. Yesterday, Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee and Cabinet Minister Muloy Ghatak had moved the Supreme Court against the Calcutta High Court's refusal to consider the affidavits filed in connection with the bribery case. Their petitions were listed before a vacation bench of the Apex Court comprising Bose and Justice Hemant Gupta today. However, Bose, a former Calcutta High Court judge, withdrew from the proceedings saying he did not want to hear this case. This is the second time that a Supreme Court judge has recused themselves from a case related to Bengal. Last Friday, Judge Justice Indira Banerjee had recused herself from hearing a West Bengal post-poll violence-related case. The Narda bribery case pertains to videos published by Narda News in which several Trinamool Congress leaders were allegedly seen accepting cash in return for favours. These videos, which were shot by the website's chief executive, Mathful Samuel, were released ahead of the state election in 2016. The Delhi High Court yesterday granted interim protection to NewsClick editor-in-chief Prabir Purkhayasta in the money laundering case registered against him by the Enforcement Directorate. A single bench of Justice Jasmeet Singh directed the ED to not take any coercive action against Purkhayasta and PPK NewsClick Studio Private Limited, which owns NewsClick, until the next date of hearing slated for 5th of July. The court also asked the Delhi Police to respond to another petition filed by NewsClick's owners. The petition seeks to quash the case registered against the news portal last year by the Delhi Police's Economic Offence Wing in relation to foreign funds. In February this year, the ED had conducted a raid on the premises of NewsClick and the residences of its editors, allegedly in connection with a case of suspected money laundering. The bench directed the ED to file a reply in the case, seeking the copy of ECIR within two weeks. Yesterday, Ghazabad police issued a second notice to Twitter India Managing Director Manish Maheshwari to record his statement regarding the circulation of video of the alleged assault of a Muslim man in Ghazabad. Maheshwari had offered to join the investigation through a video conference, but the police are insisting that he appear in person. He was asked by the police last week to report to a police station at Loni border within seven days. However, Maheshwari said that he does not deal with the case directly. 
The notice mentioned that the tweets made on the platform fueled animosity among sections of the society and created an atmosphere of tension between communities. Despite Ghazabad police putting out a tweet notifying Twitter that the news was fake, Twitter did not succeed in stopping such tweets. In response to the first notice of the police, Twitter India had conveyed that the information sought by the Ghazabad police did not pertain to Twitter India but Twitter Inc., its global head office. The notice to the Twitter executive comes a day after Twitter restricted around 50 tweets containing the video and images of an elderly Muslim man being assaulted in Ghazabad. The assault on the elderly Muslim man named Abdul Samad took place on 5th of June. On 13th of June, a video went viral on social media showing a group of unidentified men assaulting Samad and cutting off his beard in Loni. Two days later, Samad alleged in a Facebook Live that he had been abducted and forced to chant Jai Shri Ram and Vande Matram. Since then, a volley of allegations and counter-allegations has muddied the waters about the nature and motivation of the assault. So, my colleague Ashwini and I hit the ground to investigate. We found out that Samad had filed two complaints, on 6th of June and on 7th of June. While the June 6th complaint mentions Samad being forced to chant Jai Shri Ram, the June 7th complaint does not. We also found that a key character in the story is Ummed Pahalwan Idrisi and nobody seems certain about his motivations. To know more, Read our report titled Ghaziabad Attack, The Mystery of Two Complaints and a Samajwadi Party Leader. In its annual Children and Armed Conflict report released on Monday, the United Nations revealed that at least 19,379 children affected by war in 2020 were victims of grave violations such as recruitment or rape. According to Al Jazeera, the UN verified a total of over 26,000 grave violations, out of which 23,000 alone were committed in 2020, and 2,479 were committed earlier but verified in 2020. The UN report found that the reason behind the existing vulnerabilities of children to abduction, recruitment and sexual violence was owed to the coronavirus pandemic that hampered their access to education, health and social services. The UN report stated that the highest numbers of grave violations were recorded in Afghanistan, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Somalia, Syria and Yemen. While more than 8,400 children were killed or harmed in ongoing wars, nearly 7,000 others were recruited to fight, mainly in the DRC, Somalia, Syria and Myanmar. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these distressing times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh,